Hi guys, welcome to Heart to Talk the Podcast, Episode 7. I'm Teresa Caesar, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in today. What you think you become, what you feel you attract, what you imagine you create, Buddha. Spiritual laws have helped countless people solve problems, attain goals, and dreams galore. The law of attraction is the most well-known and happens to be one of my favorite of these. It states that there is a power within you to attract what you want in your life. The law of attraction works when you tune your thoughts and actions to the frequency that's in harmony or alignment with what it is that you desire. Love, financial success, health, you name it. Even if you focus on negative thoughts or things you fear or don't want, you will attract because again, your attention is going there and where attention goes, energy flows. That brings me to today's guest, Lena Sutton. She has made it her life's work to help people find the power that they possess to actually create a life that they want and love beginning within. I bring to you my conversation with the Energy Alchemist. Hey, Lena, I am so thrilled to have you on my podcast. Thank you so much for being a guest. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Okay, so I know that you're an entrepreneur, energy healer, online coach, but what inspired you to make this your life's work? My story is not very deep, but I believe that it's something that a lot of people can relate to, probably most people. And, you know, it started as as my quest when I was younger for my quest for happiness, right? We're always like our true purpose in life is to feel happy. And, but for so many people, I, I would say the vast majority of people, um, it's always the the seeking for happiness outside of us. So when I was younger, I was looking for happiness and fulfillment and validation in relationships, in friendships, um, even in jobs, being able to validate my level of success based on how much money I made. And no matter the level of success or failures, I still never really genuinely felt that sense of just inner peace, like every single day waking up and just feeling happy. I had amazing relationships with my friends. I had a great time growing up, but just that like, you know, when you're at home and you're by yourself and you just feel like there's something missing. And when I was in my mid twenties, it's when, when the secret was released, the movie, the secret, somebody shared it with me and it like ignited this fire inside of me. I'm like, wow. Okay. So I can literally control, I can have everything that I desire. I will finally be able to find happiness. And so I started using these spiritual laws and principles in order to get more stuff, thinking that that was the answer, that I'd be able to manifest the life of my dreams, that I'd be able to manifest more money and manifest the perfect relationships so that I could finally feel that sense of peace and happiness that I was searching for. And interestingly, it actually like, The beginning of my spiritual path led to me losing everything. My desire to use the law of attraction to get what I needed and and what I thought I needed and what I wanted. Um, I lost my home. My car was repossessed. Like I was seeking that external, the money and the wealth and the fame. And I ended up moving back at my parents' house at the age of 30. (laughs) Like I, I had to leave everything behind. I had no job. Like it was very devastating to, to my humanness. But that was really the turning point in my spiritual walk because I realized then that it doesn't matter what you have. You can have all the material possessions 
And if you don't have internal happiness, none of that matters. And you can have absolutely nothing. But when you finally realize who you are and what you have within you and the power that you possess as you realign with your truth, it doesn't matter what you have. You can finally find that internal peace and happiness. And that's where it all begins. And then from that place, the world begins to form around you in ways that like miracles show up to mirror back to you the validation and the worth and the love that you first must develop within you. My path along the way, I've always wanted to teach spirituality, but it was that realization when I turned 30 that I really made it my life path to share with other people the power that you possess to actually create a life that you love beginning within. So that's that's my story. It's nothing brilliant, but a lot of people can relate to the fact that um, you know, we we start to look outside of us and finally whenever we wake up to the realization that it's within us, we really return home. That's incredible. So then you started your business, right? Did the entrepreneurship, did that follow that? Um as far as like becoming an energy healer and working on the online space to coach. Yeah. I yeah. I I met the man of my dreams. I got married. I had um, my first child and I just felt like I wanted to be able to share what I was learning and how I was developing myself. Really just maybe two years ago, I got very serious about my entrepreneurial path, but all along the way I had practiced healing with healers, like learning how to actually do it for myself with others. So what would you say is the biggest need out there when you're helping people? Do you feel like there's a commonality as far as what people are needing and looking for? Well, there is, but there's several. The people that I work with, I work with uh, soul-led entrepreneurs who really want to serve the world in a bigger way. They want all the things, they want the, the money, but they also want the fulfillment. Right. And so the commonality that I see in my little corner of the world is the desire for the freedom to be able to live the life that you desire, to be able to make the money and serve a life of purpose. But I think more than just like that, that commonality, I think that it's, you know, some people are chasing after the body, some people are chasing after the money, some people are chasing after uh, the relationship. And ultimately, whatever it is that, we feel we're chasing is that kind of carrot that's dangling in front of us that always returns us back. It's like what our biggest struggle is always eventually kind of brings us to our knees and, and eventually, hopefully not maybe for everybody, but eventually brings us back home to the realization that it's not the money. It's not the relationship. It's not the body, but you can have it all. You can have all of that when you find it within yourself first. I agree. So what's next on your journey? Do you have any uh, other ambitions that you would like to attach to what you're doing now that you've been inspired you know, as far as with your career? My vision is to take my message further, but it's interesting because I have a global reach right now online and I feel like my next step is doing more local work. I love the reach online because I have clients all over the world. But I miss that, like that human touch and be able to look somebody in the eyes and like, you know, hold their hands. There's something about that personal touch that I miss. So I think like for me, at least that next step is to see how I can expand my reach by narrowing things down and just, you know, 
touching the lives of the people in my own community. I think that's incredible. That's awesome. What's like a takeaway or what do you do? Can you give an example of how you yeah. heal someone? Yeah. Yeah. Just so, to, to put it in perspective, because people might read your title and say energy healer, energy yeah, alchemist, yeah. right? And they're like, what? You know, if you can define, I guess, what yeah, you do so, in, in an example of how like, you know, people can utilize your incredible gift. Yeah, totally. Like I said, I work with soul-led entrepreneurs. The the people that I work with have money blocks and they want to have more of an impact. They want to they want to be able to charge what they're worth. We've all been conditioned with, I shouldn't say all, but the people, a lot of people that I know, right? As an online entrepreneur or even an entrepreneur in general, there's a lot of energetic blocks, the stories that we tell ourselves that prevent us from actually being able to tap into that inner resource of abundance and be able to manifest more money, be able to provide yourself the lifestyle that you desire without limits, because there are no limits. When we incarnated into these bodies before we were actually conditioned with doubts and fears and insecurities, that's a big one. Before all of that, we were born knowing that we are infinite, that we are co-creators with this infinite source that is capable of manifesting anything that you desire, but you have to actually back yourself with the inner knowing that it's possible for you. And so what I help people do is align their energy with the possibilities and the reality that it's already unfolding, right? So that's kind of going down the rabbit hole a little bit. But what Mm -hmm. I mean by that is like, all things are happening at once, right? There's something called parallel realities. And what that means is that all versions of you exist simultaneously. The the version of you that you you experience is the one that you're focused on. So there is right now the version of you that is the six to seven figure earner that has the, you know, she's doing all of the stuff that she wants to do in her business. Like I'll just kind of profile me. Like I want to travel every other month for a week. I want to be able to be gone from this horrible heat in Tucson for the Mm -hmm. summer. Um, you know, the, the income, the impact that I want to have, all of that exists. And the more that we align with the energetic or the frequency of that version of us, the more we get to experience it. So you basically like reprogram people, right? We yes. all can use that. Yeah. And it's a and practice. It, you kind of have to work at it. You being a coach, do you feel like it's ingrained in you now? Or do you feel like you work on it even within yourself? Oh yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's all, we're all constantly expanding as human beings. This, this life is our our expansion, right? I don't, there's nobody who is on this planet who is at the pinnacle yet, right? Once we reach the pinnacle, we either leave the planet or we choose not to come back. <laughs> I love it. That's so true. I, yeah. incredible. What is your definition of manifesting? Cause I, I know a lot of my listeners uh, love the law of attraction, manifesting frequencies. How would you define it? Uh, what manifestation means to you? Manifestation to me is bringing into the physical that which you desire by aligning with the vibration of it and living from that space. So most of what I see people being taught and people teaching with law of attraction is I'm going to use the law of attraction in order to get something outside of me and magnetically draw it to me so that I can have it so that I can feel better so that I can feel more at peace so that I can have more money so that I can be happy, whatever. Right. And to me, the law of attraction is not a tool that you actually use in order to attract something to you. To me, it's just something that is the effect of the energy that you choose to align with and exist in. So 
like I said before, like when I was, when I was first learning about law of attraction, because I felt so empty, I didn't feel like I was the source. I felt like there was a source outside of me. So using the law of attraction, just like I lost everything instead of magnetically attracting things to me. But when I first found the frequency within me, the frequency of abundance, the frequency of fulfillment, despite my circumstances, despite what was going on around me, I first became, I first became the truth of who I was. I I let go of the fears and the limitations that said, I'm not good enough. I'm not prosperous. All of these things. I embodied my truth. And then the law of attraction was an effect of all of that. And, and magnetically attracted everything that was in my vibration at that time. So I'm not saying that I'm like at the pinnacle and I'm, I'm able to manifest everything that I desire now, but I know in the the things that I desire that haven't yet manifested, I can know why, because there are, there's still blocks. There's still beliefs that I hold to be true that I'm working on releasing, but it's not like I'm trying to get more things in order to feel like to, in order to fill a void. It's, it's, I use everything outside of me to say, okay, this is an experience. This is what I actually desire. So how are my beliefs out of alignment and how can I adjust my energy so that I can come more in alignment with my desires? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I liked what you said too about co-creating with source. So like we have the power to co-create, right? Absolutely. We're not just going to let God do it all. We are part of that process. But then there's also the divine order, right? Like if it's not showing up, maybe it is a block, but maybe it's like, God's like, listen, not now, or I've got something better, you know? Right. Oh my God. That's like, that's my mantra is when things aren't showing up, it's this or something better. It's like there is an aspect of you, the divine God, but what is a part of you that has this global perspective that can see more than you can see, that knows way more than you know, that knows your desires more than you know them beyond your your fears, right? And we stay fixated on like, this is how it has to look. I think this is exactly what I want and I won't settle for anything different. But if we allow the universe to kind of deviate for us and, and course correct, then we and and become open and available. We we are open to receive something even better than what we expected. Just a quick little example is like if you have children and they want to go to the park and you say let's go to Disneyland and they're like no 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 I need the park because that's what I know that I want but they don't even know what D- Disneyland is right. But if we trust instead of saying okay I need my life to look exactly like this if we trust our higher self or our inner being to know us better than we know ourselves. We say, okay, well, if you want to show me Disneyland, I trust that you know that Disneyland is better than, than the park. <laughs> I love that example. It's That's always great. something better. Yeah. It's always yeah. Yeah. something better. Yeah. But we're just like, our scope is so limited. We just have, like you said, we're so fixated. Like this is what it has to look yeah. at. So I started to really just give peace with it and then not attach to, I think attachments to things. Everything is so dangerous. Do you, do more much about oh, attachments or yeah, we could literally do a whole yeah. podcast on unattachment yeah. and surrender and just living in that space of, of trust and knowing that's that literally, like if there's one thing that your guests can take away from this, this interaction, this interview today is to let go of your attachment. Stop needing things to look a certain way. Stop allowing things to define you or what you're capable of or what's capable of manifesting in your life. That's like gold right there. 
I agree. You are incredible. There is definitely going to be more uh, podcasts with you where we will actually dive in, maybe like one whole podcast on one on manifestation. I love all that you do. Before we close it up, I have my three ending questions. It's my little tradition. The first one, Lena, what is the best advice you have ever gotten? Okay. So it's the most simple advice. It's two words. We've heard it ever since we were in kindergarten and somehow none of us seem to remember. And that is be yourself. Just be yourself. That's good. I got goosebumps. That is so true. (laughs) You're the best impersonator of yourself versus trying to act like someone else. Oh, I love it. That's another episode, right? Like we can talk about how when you're in your zone yourself, all the things work out, right? Oh, I love that. So good. Good advice. Second question. What's your favorite quote? Okay. So my favorite quote, and I'll, I'll give you just a tiny little bit of a backstory. My favorite quote comes from the Bible. I was raised as a born again Christian and in my adult life felt very disempowered by religion. So I, I definitely removed like the label of Christianity or, you know, Catholic or whatever. I love the uh, ritual of religion, but I feel like it's very, it like inflicts fear upon people. After I kind of understood, there's a lot of biblical scriptures that you don't learn in church because they actually (laughs) empower you. And one of those is um, John 10, 34. It says, Jesus answered them. Is it not written in your law? I have said you are gods. Oh, I love it. Not like not G-O-D apostrophe S, but you are, you are a God. Everybody who's listening are their own. You're a God. You're a goddess. So let's reclaim who we actually are. We are gods in human form. That's one of my favorite quotes. That is the bomb. I'm adding that to my bank of quotes. I love it. All right. And the last one, what is your favorite book? My favorite book is a book I've read more than any other book. I return to it over and over and over again. I'm reading it again, probably for the 10th time. It's called A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. And it is amazing. It's basically her Cliff's Notes versions of A Course in Miracles. I hang on every single sentence that she writes. I've not read that. So disappointed. It's amazing. I'm thrilled. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. We will definitely be back soon. Yeah. Okie doke. Thank you again for tuning into my conversation with Lena Sutton. If you like what you heard, please tell all your friends and hit subscribe. For more information on how to get a hold of Lena or about future collaborations I will be having with friends on building a conscious community, visit www.hearttotalk.com or you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'll be back in two weeks.